I uh, chopped up a tree today. Doesn't have anything to do with this mock draft, but just felt like I should tell somebody. Crossy Bossy Packer Nation! Welcome to an episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. My tree blew over in the wind, Grassy. And today we are finally, finally going to be doing the Packers seven round mock draft. Now, for those who are new to the channel, I want to be very clear about something. This seven-round mock draft is not to appease people, to be like, oh, mm, yes, oh, this is what I want. No, this is what I think the Packers will do. Can I be wrong? A thousand percent. I most likely am. However, I will say, in that each of my seven-round mock drafts that I've done over the past two years, I have successfully picked two players that would be Picked the Packers. Yeah, that's right. Jay Sternberger. Yeah, I interviewed him. You can go see that. And Oren Burks. You know, I wish things worked out better than that, but, you know, I, I try. But before we do that, I want to do a big shout out and thank you to a brand new Patreon, Ivan. I won't say your last name because you know what you did. But I appreciate you giving me $10 a month. So, thank you. Over on the Patreon.com slash Tom Grassi Comedy. Now, let's take a gander at what we got today. Now, number 30, the first round. Round, round, round. This is a tough one. So, I did a litany of mock drafts. And I have to say, maybe it, real talk right now. They keep saying that Patrick Queen and Kenneth Murray are going to fall down to 30. Both of them. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. But, uh... I basically had mocked until that didn't happen. And so uh, with that, a more realistic pick at number 30, I think, and by the way, before I even give you this, I know it's, it's such a tease, but I honestly don't even think we're going to pick at 30. I think we're going to trade back, but that's just my opinion. Number 30, if we do pick, I got us going, if he's still there, Josh Jones, the offensive tackle from Houston. Now, I, I did a whole video on him, a whole spread on him, like a calendar, and he only missed two games in his college career. He started at left tackle, could shift over to right tackle. Obviously, David Bakhtiari is in his last year of his contract, but I would assume we're going to re-sign him. But Ricky Wagner is a, uh, a Band-Aid to right tackle, and I don't know how well he's going to do. So I think picking uh, an offensive tackle to make sure that Aaron Rodgers stays upright is a is a good is a good choice. And he can sit behind Bach and Wagner and can learn all sorts of things. So I would not hate us going offensive tackle. And some of you might be looking at this right now and being like, listen, you pale son of a gun. We're going wide receiver. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because I feel like the this draft is so deep when it comes to wide receiver that we can easily pick one second, third, and beyond round and still get some great value. So for this one, I got I got Josh Jones for us. Then at number 62 in the second round, a lot of you asked me about this guy. And uh, in most of my simulations, uh, I, I saw that he was available, and I think this might be a little bit of a reach, but I got Chase Capel from uh, Notre Dame, the wide receiver. And... 
I'm like kind of fascinated by his tape. I've looked into him more and more over the past few days just because of all the DMs that I got. But he ran a 442 uh 40-yard dash, which obviously means really nothing because it's the combining controlled environments. And honestly, his tape is a little bit slow. There's a lot of times I watch him like you're a slow man. But that would make sense considering he's 6'4, 238 pounds. Um and he and he really utilizes that size to to go after the ball. He had 13 touchdowns and over a thousand yards this past season. Uh, but one of the reasons why I think the Packers would gravitate towards him is because he's great on special teams as well. Obviously, we had Swervin Irvin this past season who filled in for Darius Shepard, but we need a, a, a permanent guy back there. And I feel like Irvin's going to get more and more looks, especially if Williams doesn't get a lot. And I'm not talking about Jamal. I think that uh, I think Chase Claypool would be a, an interesting pick. Now, obviously, if we're going back to the first round, if we had to pick a wide receiver, Denzel Mims is my guy. I don't think Justin Jefferson's going to fall that far. Uh, Mims is my guy, but I feel like Chase Claypool fulfills the the height requirement for uh, Goody and also is a dynamic playmaker. He's gone up and gotten a few balls, so I, I like Chase Claypool at sixty two. Then at number ninety four, third round, you got. Troy Die. What I like about all these players so far is that their names are easy to pronounce. Uh, but he's a linebacker from Oregon. He had... Oh, sorry. Hold on. Hold on. A lot of people were upset with how I pronounced Oregon. Uh, that's how, back in my day in New York, you pronounced the Oregon Trail. Yeah, that famous PC game, Oregon, is, is maybe how some other people pronounce it, but it's Oregon in New York, so... Deal with it. Anyway, he had over 50 solo tackles uh, each year and had an interception each season. Uh, he needs to get bigger, but I think he could be pretty damn good. I think he's been pretty damn consistent over the past few years. I think he's like that nice mix of like more of a coverage linebacker, but can they were saying that one of the, the negatives about him was that he can't play outside linebacker, and that's fine. I don't want him to play OLB. I want him to play inside linebacker. And I think he fit into this role, and I think we definitely need to draft uh, as such, so for example, if we don't get Queen or Murray in the first round, I think that Troy Die could be a nice pickup in the third round uh, and put him over on the weak side inside linebacker. Then at number 136 in the fourth round, I got Devin Doverney. Yep, the wide receiver from Texas. Guy has amazing speed, uh, has great hands, mostly playing out of the slot, had over 1,300 yards this season, and also had over 100 receptions. So, yeah, uh, guy's done pretty damn well. And I think, you know, I, I talked about this with Jalen Rager and how he could be like the new Randall Cobb and how he could fit right into the slot. I feel like Doverna could do that as well. Uh, and I, I think that... The Packers might double up when it comes to wide receiver in the early rounds just to kind of like, you know, fill their bases. Obviously, we got guys like Devin Funches. We also have guys who are coming back like EQ, but who knows what's going on with MVS? Who knows what's going on with a lot of these guys? So I think uh, we're, we're going to need some help at receiver, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers spend their second and fourth pick on receiver. Then in the fifth round at number 175, I got to go on tight end because we shouldn't go tight end before that. Everyone who's like Thaddeus Moss, no. No, just because he's related to Randy Moss, No. Uh, I see us going in the fifth round with Dalton Keene, the tight end from Virginia Tech. And one of the main reasons that I picked him is because he's a great blocker. Mercedes Lewis, big dog. We obviously brought him back. 
But I feel like he's, again, a Band-Aid. He's not going to be there forever. He's a great blocker. He's versatile. He plays all over the field. And he had five touchdowns last season. Nothing that's lighting up the world. But he's lined up in a whole bunch of different sets. He's lined up as fullback. He's lined up at the wing. He's lined up just about everywhere. So I think that he'd be a great person to sit behind Mercedes Lewis and also Jace, as I feel like Jace will become tight end number one this season. And that's not just because I interviewed him, but because I think he's pretty damn good. Then for our first out of three picks in the sixth round, I got us at 192 going for Dane Jackson, the cornerback out of Pittsburgh. Uh, He has had 12 pass breakups, one interception, 43 tackles, and he's been a three-year starter over at Pittsburgh. Only 42% completion rate over this past... uh, this season. He doesn't have great deep speed, but I feel like we're going to need some depth at cornerback since there's a lot of questions. What's Josh Jackson doing? What's Kevin King doing? Kevin King coming into a contract year. So I feel like Jackson's, again, once we start getting into the sixth and seventh rounds, it's kind of a toss-up, but I feel like he could provide a pretty good need for the Green Bay Packers and provide some depth. Then, number 208 in the sixth round, I got Joshua Kelly, who's a running back from UCLA, uh, who God, suffered behind a terrible, terrible O-line, but still got 12 TDs on 11 starts, a little over 1,000 yards. Um, I I found by looking at his tape that it really wasn't great for him trying to break tackles, but again, you're drafting the sixth round. You're kind of going for those, like, gems there or maybe some depth. Obviously, we got Dexter Williams last year in the draft, who I was really high on, but he never really saw the field. So, I mean, Williams could definitely compete with him, um, but I think it would just be... Good to shore up that position considering that Jamal Williams and also Aaron Jones are in a contract year. And considering what Christian McCaffrey just made, I honestly don't know if we're going to pay Aaron Jones. It depends on what he does this year. Then our final sixth round pick at 209, I got Raekwon Williams, the inside defensive lineman from Michigan State, who's sitting at 6'4", 308 pounds, had 48 tackles, 7.5 for a loss, 5 sacks, and he has a ton of versatility. Uh, He does play a little bit slow and gets eaten up by some uh, tackles, but again, I I feel like we're just throwing stuff at the wall at this point. I think Williams could uh, be a nice developmental pick, uh, and that's why I have him at 209. Then, the seventh round, I got number 236. I got Scott France for the offensive tackle from Kansas State. Uh, he's a three-year starter, 6'5", 303 pounds, nice, de- play, nice depth, has played at left tackle before. And again, I'm looking at it because you have Corey Lindsley, you have Ricky Wagner, who's just signed, but he, he's got like a couple years. But you have Corey Lindsley, whose contract is up next year. You have Dave Bakhtiari's contract, who's up next year. We could always just use some more depth. Obviously, we have Yosh Neiman, who's there sitting on, on deck, who's a gigantic man. And I hope he sees some playing time, but... I wouldn't be surprised if Goody decides to go offensive tackle late in the draft. And then finally, number 242 in the seventh round, I got Omar Bayless, the wide receiver for Arkansas State. Um, He's got some really, really nice catches. How I saw him described was like Odell catches. Um, And I feel like he's just going to provide more competition in the wide receiver game. Uh, He's not very fast, but he had over 1,600 yards and 17 touchdowns last season. So... Yeah, that's pretty damn good. So that's what I got for our seven-round mock draft. Let me know what you think down in the comments below. Do you think uh, we've satisfied all the needs? We've obviously got an inside linebacker, offensive tackle, even tight end if you wanted to, but we also addressed, of course, wide receiver. 
Let me know what you think down in the comments below. You can always find me at TomGrassyComedy.com or at TomGrassyComedy on all social media. See down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the Patreon members over at Patreon.com slash TomGrassyComedy. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, go back, go. <laughs>